the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. Uh, Lundy, I'm in uh, this very cavernous conference room uh, cutting the pod this morning because I love my charger. Uh, in the conference room uh, at the MGM Grand uh, because I had like 8% battery life and I rolled out of bed in my post-drunken uh, haze uh, from yesterday. And so I had to trudge on down here, picked up a double shot of espresso at the Starbucks on the way. Man, you want to talk about apocalyptic viewpoints and just feelings when you are shuffling around any random casino floor in Las Vegas at 6 a.m. and you're looking at the subsection of society that's still, you know, hacking away at the various slot machines and automated craps tables and whatnot. It is like quiet. It is eerie. Uh, and the people watching, it's fantastic because there are some weirdos that are still out there. And I'm wondering, are they like uh, early birds or are like they the ultimate night owls? But regardless, I felt like the zombies were going to come out of the corner and eat my flesh. See, I haven't ever made it to the point where it's time to go ahead and, and get coffee and breakfast. But I'm not going to lie. I've I have sat at a table at about <laughs> four four fifteen, oh my and God. it was. And it was left over from the night before, brother. So it's not it, it's not like, oh, I can't sleep. I should go play craps. Like, it's not that. It's normally, uh, hey, uh, what time is it? It's 3.45. Really? All right, two more hands. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put it all back. I got I to gotta finish on a high note. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of chasing that's going on. Because the chasing happens, Brad. Chasing starts right around 2.15 <laughs> in the morning is where it starts. Yes. Like you could have the greatest night ever and right around what should be. See, here's what I think, Brad. We were trained in college for to expect last call. Yeah, and sure. that was like that was our cue. Okay. There is no freaking last call in Vegas. So your body doesn't have any kind of automatic bartender alarm clock that goes off. So your body's like, sweet, so we're doing this. Let's go. Yeah, you're just feeding off of the fumes, you know, the last bits of energy uh, and, you know, caloric intake that you had probably six hours before and you're on your 10th beverage and you're just like, I got to fight through this, man, because I'm about to get hot, you know, at this table. I'm feeling uh, good vibes about this particular dealer or like me, you, you know, stumble around in a stupor and then you find the big wheel. And you just stare at it for hours on end while you're shuffling out, you know, and handing out twenty dollar bills in the process. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, that big that big wheel is it's mesmerizing. It's Harry it's Houdini hypnotize. Yeah, uh, it's, it's that it's that level. It's the siren song, man. The ultimate for sure. And maybe this wager is in the NFL draft because we're only twenty four hours away, Lundy, here in Vegas, uh, just up the strip at the Bellagio is one staging area in the Fountain. I walk by. It's a pretty sweet setup there or across the street where a lot of the players are going to be uh, bro-hugging the hell out of Warden Goodell as their, you know, their biggest dreams are coming true, which is fantastic, and let the waterworks flow. But Jamison Williams, uh, I'm seeing some line movement on the dinged wide receiver out of Alabama. And you can make the argument that, you know, pound for pound, he's the most talented wide out in a very deep and loaded class. Uh, we'll see where his name is going to be called. You know, is he going to be head of Garrett Wilson out of the Ohio State? Is he going to be head of Drake London out of USC? But I've noticed that his juice has really rocketed 
on the under 11.5 overall pick. And because he's coming off this ACL injury, and as a couple of people, I think it was Albert Breer who tweeted out yesterday, uh, the expectation fully is he's going to begin the season for whoever drafts him on the PUP list. And, you know, whatever team invests in his services is going to just have to deal with the lump of him probably missing half the season. And it may be a rookie season lost in general just because he's going to be so far behind on the learning curve. So I think he is going to slip a little bit in this draft as a result because of the risks attached. And as a result, teams that have multiple picks in round one, I'm looking at you, Philadelphia. I'm looking at you, New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City later on. They all have wide receiver needs and are probably going to be investing in a pass catcher uh, in round one. But they can take on the enhanced risk because uh, they have the extra draft capital to lean on. So as a result, I think you're going to see him maybe go to Philadelphia uh, somewhere in the middle portion of round one or maybe to New Orleans at 16 or 19 or Green Bay in the 20s. And if he does dip even further, you know, Kansas City, he'll be front and center there at 30 or 31. So I'm taking the over here, man, at plus 150 at DraftKings. It gets seduced by the juice. Are you with me on my logic here with Jamison Williams and that over uh, 11 and a half overall in terms of his pick? Yeah, a lot more logic in what you're saying than logic in playing slot machines at 530 in the morning. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I can see the logic there because you're right. This, this is kind of an unusual first round that we're going to see tomorrow because there's always teams that have multiple picks. But to your point, there's multiple teams this time with multiple picks. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's actually going to make uh, tomorrow night rather fascinating because, you know, do you do you see teams that decide to use it as uh, as leverage, you know, for example, somebody that might want to trade into the first round, they say, hey, we've already got it. But the thing I always think about when I'm talking about somebody that could potentially lose most, if not all of their rookie season is, look, uh, it, the moment you get hired as a GM, you're just counting down the days until you get fired. Right. I mean, yep. it's just that's that's the life of an NFL GM. It's the life of an NFL coach, unless you're Bill Belichick. And so because of that, yeah, these guys might say, hey, I would love to invest in this guy. I don't know if I'm going to have a job a year from now, so I don't know if I should run that risk, right? Like we forget sometimes that that's what's going on inside the brain of, an, of a general manager or inside the front office. Um, and so I, I agree with you on the over. I think there's a lot of logic there, especially at a plus 150. Yeah, you got to win and win now. And unfortunately with the Williams, uh, you're likely not going to come out looking or smelling like a rose until maybe very late in his rookie season. Like I said, it could be a lost inaugural campaign for the former Alabama Crimson Tide whiteout. With that, on this Hockey Hump Day edition, let's get after it with another Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, uh, I rolled out of bed with blurry-eyed and uh, the sleep and still in the corner of my eyes, and I did not get an opportunity to look at the NHL slate. So I know it's been lopsided and uneven. Did the schedule makers actually get it right tonight? Let's drop the puck and make some bucks. What do you like in hockey? Well, there's five games on the schedule tonight. Um, you know, last night the excitement uh, that was Vegas and Dallas. I mean, this was this was a wild game. I did actually see that with the shootout at the end. Yeah, yeah, with the shootout that just kept going. It was the Ofer, and then finally Dallas winds up winning. Well, part of the reason you know folks weren't paying attention to the storyline. If Dallas had won that in regulation, it would have officially eliminated Vegas from uh, the postseason. Um, with with the game remaining, they they would have been at, they would have been out of it. They would not have been able to qualify by getting to the extra frame. Vegas is on, and dude, I'm talking 
thin life support, okay? Like the plug is starting to fall out of the socket. It just hasn't quite done it yet. That's Vegas right now. Help! Yeah, exactly. Um, But so both of those teams are in action again tonight. Basically, Dallas is really close to being able to close the door. Vegas will be done. Um, But I want to go back to Madison Square Garden. Uh, We missed it last night. I really thought that, uh, you know, I I really expected in the last go round that the the Rangers would be able to beat uh, Carolina. They did not. Um, And so because of that, you I think you're going to have a ticked off Rangers team taking on a very bad Montreal Canadiens team. Um, the Rangers have already beaten Montreal twice this season. Uh, the Habs have lost nine in a row and eight of those were by multiple goals. So let's take the Rangers uh, pretty easily tonight. And I'm going to go ahead and jump on that puck line because I think once again, uh, Montreal is doomed to lose by multiple goals. And that actually brings the juice down for us to a minus 130 at DraftKings. So Rangers, Puck line minus one and a half at home against the Canadians. Rock with the Rangers. Number four. All right, let's move on to Major League Baseball. And, and Lenny, I don't know if you saw the highlight of the Tigers and Twins game and how Minnesota oh, won that. Thing. God, that was I was waiting for the Benny Hill theme to start playing <laughs> yeah. in the background. Oh, man. Like I said on social media, I mean, there are little leaguers that are embarrassed to watch that. I mean, it was just uh, it was like a game of hot potato and nobody wanted to catch the damn ball. It was just throwing it all over the time and it one run in another one uh, in and another one in. And all of a sudden, Detroit loses the game. I mean, that was a spectacular meltdown by the Tigers and the worst game of pepper you have ever witnessed uh, on your television screen. But anyway, hopefully none of these Major League Baseball picks will emulate uh, that disastrous display by Detroit. But let's go to the city of brotherly love. And I am embracing uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. It, everybody should be because they are rocking and rolling the Colorado Rockies right now in this series. Uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber and company taking all that frustration and angst out from Sunday Night Baseball and the Angel Hernandez uh, terrible calls at the plate. Uh, and just bludgeoning the Rockies here as a result. Uh, So let's do a little one-game parlay, shall we? Give me Philadelphia over four and a half runs, and let's correlate, synergize, bring it all together, and I'm going to slap that together with them on the money line. And if you do that, you get it at plus 105. You look at what they've done against Colorado this season. Uh, They've already played them five times, and they have been over Philadelphia four and a half runs in four of those five matchups. They've scored 18 combined runs, uh, first two games of this homestand, and you have rookie Ryan Feltner, who was just called up from AAA, who is taking the ball for Colorado. Unimpressive prospect. Uh, I was reading up on his scouting reports at Fangraphs, and he's projected to be a middle reliever. Uh, They're throwing him right there in the fire as the starter in this game. A guy that had, yeah, nice uh, 3.10 ERA uh, at AAA this season, but his walks per nine was through the roof. He does not have overwhelming stuff, uh, and his fastball is merely average along with the slider. So I don't think he's going to be missing a whole lot of bats here uh, with Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber uh, and Reese Hoskins. I mean, it's uh, just, you know, Bryce Harper as well, just one bat after another. They just keep coming at you, does this Philadelphia Phillies lineup. So I think they're going to hang at least a five spot on the scoreboard and get the win as well against Colorado. So fade or follow that pick, uh, Lundy, that little same gamer, plus 105. Put that together at DraftKings. 
Uh, I'm good with this at the plus 105. The Rockies, um, at, you know, it, it, not to the level of what we saw uh, with the Twins. Uh, the Rockies have been uh, a comedy of errors in the field over the course of the first two games of this series as well. They have they have looked absolutely awful. Um, they have blown <laughs> what you would consider to be somewhat routine double plays. Um, I mean, they committed uh, they committed two errors last night. Um, against the Phillies in game two of the series. They committed three errors in game one of the series. So the Rockies are right there with the Benny Hill theme that I was talking about. So, um, and, and I don't think it's going to get any better in, in against Philly here. So the fact that it's at four and a half in terms of total runs, I do think that Phillies win it on the money line. So you might as well get yourself into positive territory. Yeah, amen on that one. Ride with Philadelphia. Number three. All right, let's go to the next game here. And uh, let's go to the Great American Ballpark and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, they are hosting the San Diego Padres. Now, we know the story about the Reds. They're atrocious. They're 3-14 and 14 right now on the season. And, and San Diego is, is finding their barons right now. They're at 11-7 and seven overall. But I want to focus in on the electric arm of rookie hurler. And he's a southpaw, Mackenzie Gore. Uh, you know, top prospect uh, for San Diego. And I'm going to take the over on five and a half strikeouts against the not-so-big red machine. That's a plus odds right now at DraftKings, Lundy, a plus 100 on that five and a half K's line. Look, uh, you look at Gore, he's 1.74 ERA and 10 and a third innings pitched. Uh, 10 to four strikeout to walk split. Uh, his fastball is dynamite, 95.5 miles per hour. Uh, it is hitting the gun right now on average, and it's got great movement. Uh, that is certainly a plus pitch. He's also got an excellent slider uh, as a combination there, and this is why he misses a lot of uh, bats and draws a lot of uh, swinging strikes. So a high chase rate for him so far, though it is a limited sample size. But Cincinnati, uh, one of the most K-happy teams in Major League Baseball, number six right now in K-rate at 9.29 per nine innings. And he's already faced the Reds on 420 uh, and smoked them uh, for seven strikeouts and five scoreless innings with just a pair of walks. So in the rematch, uh, you know, you always worry about adjustments being made. But I think uh, Gore's stuff is just that good, and the Reds are that rancid that I'm not at all remotely scared of this one. So fade or follow, Mackenzie Gore, will it be a horror film for Cincinnati at the dish? Uh, plus 100 on that over 5.5 Ks, Lundy. Eight one eighty nine, dude. That's what Cincinnati is batting as a team right now. I mean, <laughs> you already laughable. talked about their you talked about their K rate, but as a team, they are batting one eighty nine. That is atrocious. Okay, they are the they are the only team in the National League that's worse are the D backs. Like that's the territory that Cincinnati's in right now. Give me the over. I, I'm I'm all about this one. Because Cincinnati sucks. And I, when they were starting out the season, other than the opening game against Atlanta, they have been awful since. I have been fading the living daylights out of the Reds, and it's the only bet that I've been doing in Major League Baseball that's paying me. It's the only one. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it is a cash cow bank on gore against woeful Cincinnati. Stick around for my top plays in the NBA postseason. We were two for two yesterday on the pod, plus bonus time. Not only the National Basketball Association, but Major League Baseball and the NHL. 
number two. All right, let's get after it here, Lundy. And we got a pair of elimination games potentially tonight. Uh, we got Bulls and Bucks. Uh, and the big news yesterday just gets worse for Chicago. Zach Levine uh, will not be playing in that game because he's in COVID protocols. Uh, Godspeed to Chicago. Just even finishing uh, with any kind of respect attached to their name. And, of course, the uh, Denver Nuggets uh, taking on Golden State, uh, who is steamrolling right now. And let's zero in on that second matchup, and specifically a guy uh, that, you know, is, is showed up, shown some life here, the box score, the last couple of games in this series. But I think he is going to fall back into where he has been most of the year against GSW, and that is Aaron Gordon of the Denver Nuggets. And I'm going to take the under on 15 and a half points. Pull this one from BetMGM at minus 115. So Lenny in this series, uh, he's gone 8.7 points, 21 points, and 18 points. Now, those offensive explosions that he had were at Ball Arena in Denver. Uh, the dreadful performances, of course, are on the road in this game in uh, the Bay Area. So I, I think he's going to revert to what we've seen him throughout the entire year. And in the regular season, he was under this total at all three games play, going 10, 8, and 10 points in the box score against the Warriors. Uh, you look at Gordon, um, you know, on the road, just 6 for 19 and 1 of 7 from downtown in this series. Uh, Golden State has been uh, uncharacteristically generous defensively, giving up 1.162 points per possession. Uh, that is number 10 among the playoff teams. Uh, that's 16 in total of playoff teams, so 10 out of 16, and also surrendering a 48.5 field goal percentage. But still, I do not trust Gordon, not on the road, given the history. I think it's probably maybe another 10-point performance at most for him. So fade or follow, Aaron Gordon under 15.5 points, minus 115 at BetMGM. Uh, I've got him pegged for a dozen, uh, but obviously that still keeps us underneath the number. So uh, you're right. The explosion that happened uh, the last couple of games, the 18 and the 21 happening at home, uh, very different on the road, very different with that crowd. Um, you know, it's disappointing because, you know, if Will Barton weren't a jackass, uh, this series <laughs> would probably be tied to two. Uh, those of you that follow me on social media know how I feel about Will Barton. Um, so, you know, this series is probably two, two if Will Barton isn't an idiot. So, you know, it's disappointing because I would like to see this continue to go back and forth. I just like watching Jokic play. I mean, it's, it's obviously I'm a homer. I'm here in Denver, but I love watching Jokic play. And the idea that this series is more than likely over uh, at the end of tonight is a disappointment for me. But I'll tell you this. I got a couple for us coming up in bonus time on the Warriors and Nugs. Ooh, that's what we call a tease in the industry. Number one. All right, my top play of the night. And you and I were talking right before we hit the record button. Um, and you you didn't even realize that it was in the script because uh, you and I are very much in the same wavelength here. Bobby Portis, double-double, lock and loaded, folks. Uh, and the fact that it's still at a palatable juice is uh, a tremendous buy opportunity. It's just minus 115 right now at DraftKings. I think FanDuel, it's a minus 120. So wherever you, know, you have your monies, uh, I would wager something hefty on Bobby Portis uh, getting another double-double in the box score. Again, the Bulls are thin. Uh, and they have been weak in the front court. And Bobby Portis just exercising all the demons against his former employer. Uh, he has been unstoppable here these last couple of games with Chris Middleton out, uh, really picking up the slack. So in his last two matchups against Chicago, 25 minutes played, 7-14, uh, 18-16, and 18.16 rebounds in one game. And then the last game, 33 minutes played, going 6-12 from the floor, 14 points, and 10 
boards. Uh, Chicago dead last among all the postseason teams and rebounds per game allowed at 52, Lundy. And their defense, yeah, it's been respectable, 1.077 points per possession. But Bobby Porters has been scoring inside. He's been knocking down triples. Bulls simply have no answer for him. So I think it will be another double-double in the box score, points and rebounds for the former Chicago Bull and Arkansas Razorback. So fade or follow, I already know where your head's at on this one. Bobby Portis to the damn moon. Uh, Does he register a double-double at minus 115 at DraftKings? Brad, I'm going to give you a gift. You know, I like because, you know, hockey hump day, it all started because I think he actually felt bad for me. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it was kind of like I was the kid in the cafeteria sitting by himself at the table and yep. you decided to bring yep. your sack lunch over and hang out with me. Yep. Uh, and so you gave me uh, you gave me some love by letting me have hockey hump day here on the podcast and on your Sirius XM radio show. But, Brad, I have a gift for you because at BetMGM, a double double is plus 100. Oh, right sweet now baby Jesus. On Lundy, Bobby Portis. I got to run to the kiosk here at the uh, MGM Grand and get that selection in right now before that juice moves. Yes, it is plus 100 oh this morning as of recording time. So oh, folks, if you are if you are one of our subscribers and therefore you're getting this podcast immediately after we publish it, go jump on this one while you can. And by the way, a really good uh, incentive for those of you to make sure that you've subscribed. So, yes, Brad, you know I'm all over this one. Uh, you look at his stat lines over the last couple of games. Um, you know, <clears throat> it, it's got to come from somewhere, right? And I think that he's going to be the guy that you can do it. But, folks, uh, I know that minus 115 is sexy. Plus 100 is a lot sexier. Yeah, no doubt. Again, it gets seduced by that juice on Bobby P. All right, Lundy, it's bonus time. What else you got for me on this update? Um, I'm going to throw this out there, and I I don't want folks to think that I'm too much of a homer um, necessarily, but I could understand why you might think that to be the case. I think between now and tip-off, the spread between the Nuggets and Warriors is going to grow. Um, and if this thing gets up to, say, 9.5, I'm going to take the Nuggets because I think they cover. Um, I think Jokic is going to try to carry this team as much as he possibly can across the finish line. And I think that Golden State pulls away late, but I don't know that Golden State wins this one by double figures. Mm. I know I sound like a homer. I just you've got a series that's three one. You've got heavy, heavy money coming in right now on the Warriors side of things. And so to a certain extent, I'm doing a little bit of a fade the public. I don't think the Nuggets are going to pull off the upset, but I do think that they can keep this thing in single digits tonight. But I also want to kind of watch what happens because I've seen this thing fluctuating between eight and a half and nine. If it gets up to the nine and a half, I don't think it, I don't know that the money's going to push it to 10, but I would keep an eye on that one just because I do think the Nuggets can keep this thing close. Uh, but let me throw a really simple same game parlay in the Nuggets and Warriors at you that takes you to plus 100. There's not a this isn't like a plus 280, something crazy like that. But folks, this is I think is a really easy one. I need Clay Thompson to have three three-pointers. I need Steph Curry to have three three-pointers. And I need Jokic to hit one. And if that happens, it's plus 100. So I know that's not a mm. really, really sexy same-game parlay, but you can get that one at plus 100. Some of the books out there right now are doing like a, a 25% boost on a same-game parlay, things like that. I just – Jokic went 0 for 4 – um, in game one and in game two from outside the arc, I, that's not normal for him, as you know. 
Um, I, I think he can hit at least one, and we know Clay and Steph are going to keep draining it from outside. So that's a really easy same-gamer, three-leg, that gets you to plus 100 that I really like. By the way, I did that one at BetMGM. If you try to do it at FanDuel, it's minus 111. So make sure you get those plus 100 odds. Yeah, I think that's a great call there. Uh, and I, I'm, as we're talking right now, I put together just a little money line parlay cross-board action because I, I want to try to reduce the juice here and just have these teams win. Right. I think Golden State's going to win this game. I think you agree with me there. And you know the Bucks are going to win. So if you take the Bucks on, uh, I actually did a first-half money line uh, for the Bucks and the Warriors, uh, and so both those teams being up at the intermission and then slapped it together with Philadelphia uh, for all the reasons we mentioned earlier in the pod uh, to win straight up the Phillies I'm talking about against Colorado. That's plus 147. That's kind of fun. All right, so what else do I have? I'm going to take the over on Steph Curry made threes, three and a half, uh, minus 130 right now at DraftKings. Uh, I know he's only done this once in the series. He's gone three, five, three, and three, but he's still averaging nine attempts per game. He's shooting uh, a respectable 40.2% from outside. He went five, one, and five against Denver in three regular season matchups, and the Nuggets are dead last in three-point percentage D in this postseason, giving up 42.3% and 1.254 points per possession. So I think Steph drains at least four triples tonight. Uh, Elsewhere in baseball, God, the White Sox suck. They've lost eight in a row, Lundy. Uh, They're at home. Uh, They got one of their aces on the mound in Dylan Cease and Zach Greinke taking the ball for Kansas City. Uh, Very chilly still in Chicago. I'm going to take the under four runs. Uh, It's a flat number. I hate it. There's no captain hook here, but I don't think uh, either one of these teams is going to put up a really high production through five innings, uh, minus 120 at DraftKings. Uh, Cease this season a 3.38 ERA in 16 innings pitch. High ground ball rate, 10 plus K per nine. Uh, Zach Grinke, uh, he's got a laughable 1.13 K per nine, but he's not walking anybody. Uh, and he's got a 2.25 ERA, so he's getting some weak contact there. Kansas City, number 26, and runs per game in Major League Baseball. The White Sox, number 27 in that category. So I think it's going to be a struggle plating dudes through five innings. So I love the under on four there. And then just really quick, uh, a three-leg all-to-get-a-hit parlay. Nick Cassianos against Colorado. Yuri Gurriel against Texas. And Jesse Winker against the Rays. Plus 174 on that one. I'm staying away from the no-home run parlay today uh, because it has killed me. And Anthony Rizzo... Uh, I'm sorry for putting you on that list yesterday. He had a hat trick of homers. Yes. That was it. As soon as I saw him hit the first one, I was like, well, there goes Brad's parlay. And then he just kept hitting them. <laughs> Insult to injury, but, you know, just get it out of your system, Tony Rizzo. Uh, so we're going to take a day off from that, and we're just going to focus on that three-legger for a hit. And that is a wrap on this loaded edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. If you enjoy this podcast, please drop us a rating and or review. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.